Think you need to compromise who you are to advance your career as a black or brown woman? Think again. Because there's a playbook for corporate America and those aren't the rules. But you won't find it in college or on the job. I know, because I learned the hard way. And now I'm here to show you how the game is played. Hi, I'm Linda Talaferro, the Vice President of Quality at a global technology company and founder of The Tea, The Extra Effort, where I help black and brown women like you change the trajectory of their career with one-on-one coaching, workshops, and this podcast, Being Brown at Work. If you want to know how black and brown women are navigating everything from microaggressions to being the only person of color in the room so they can blaze their trail through corporate America, listen now. Greetings, everyone. It is your girl, Linda Talaferro. And yes, it is that time of the month, favorite time of the week, being Brown at Work Live. For those of you who are new to me, uh, this is a live that I do every first and third Tuesday. And it's all about identifying challenges, calling them what they are, but most importantly, providing the tools necessary to deal with those challenges for black and brown women in the workplace. So tonight for this being brown at work, I'm gonna talk about a, a subject that I know a lot of you are familiar with if you look like me, and maybe some of you who don't look like me may have experienced this because it doesn't necessarily have you know, uh, a certain group of people that it avoids. It just happens more often for some of us than others. You know, if you're a black or brown woman, have you ever been told, you know, I I don't know that I really said that. I think that you're making more of this than it really is. You know, I, I don't know why you're so upset. I have no idea why you're so upset. This is, you're making a mountain out of a mohill because this is really nothing. Or what I've experienced, you know, that report you send each month, I don't know what it is, Linda, but there's errors in it every single month. And it's the same error. It seems like you have this way about you where you just think it's okay to make mistakes and not take responsibility. Um, Or, you know... Sweetheart, I just, you know, I just, I just, honey, I just think you just need to really calm down. Um, You know, it's not really that serious. Those are just a few examples of gaslighting. Somebody telling you that the emotion that you have in a situation that warrants that emotion isn't proper. Or that you're making a mistake when you know that the work you're doing is good. Or like the example that I gave you that I dealt with more often than not, this report that I would submit monthly was wrong. And here's the key. The section of the report that the individual said was wrong was not even a section I owned. It wasn't even a section I owned. Part of his team fed the information into the section that he was referring to. 
And then corporate ran the numbers and created the report. I used it as foundational information for what I needed to speak about within an entire monthly report. So he was wrong. But for some of us, what it may cause is if you had that happen to you, you may think, oh, wait, wait a minute. Okay, what am I doing wrong? Let me, you know, I, 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 I'm pretty sure that all the work I've been doing each month is correct, but I, I don't know, you know, maybe he's right. Or let me tell you another thing I've experienced in my career is that you're working with a team of people and you are doing your level best to be the team player. You're providing value. But yet someone constantly interrupts you. Someone constantly dismisses what you have to offer. They may even raise their voice, be disrespectful, be dismissive in ways that are totally, totally unnecessary. See, don't get it twisted. Just because I, and I'm so thankful for the achievements I've made in my career, but just because the title changes and you get into the executive ranks doesn't change or lessen these types of things that we as black and brown women experience in the workplace. It doesn't lessen them. In some cases, they become, you know, that much more covert, that much more um, savvy, those people who are the gaslighters. They, they, they find themselves being savvy in the execution of trying to diminish you, fundamentally manipulating you, and let's be clear, stripping you of your power, stripping you of your power. Because most people that do this type of work, there's something missing within themselves, frankly something missing within themselves. And so in order for them to feel like somebody, they try to diminish you, strip you totally of your power. I just gave you a few examples. I'm sure those of you that are listening to this live or if you're catching it on the replay, you probably have other examples and I would love for you to share them in the comments. If you're catching on the replay, share them in the comments, send me a message, send me an email whatever platform you're listening to this on, so that the audience also understands. Well, some of the things that Linda mentioned, I've never experienced, so I, clearly gaslighting's not happening. I just gave you a minimal list, minimal list. But I wanted to make sure that you at least could hear it, right? Could know that, ah, it may not have been exactly the way she said it, but it's something very close and similar. And yes, I've seen it. Yes, I've lived it. Yes, I've experienced it. It's a microaggression that takes a whole nother level because it starts to strip away. If we don't know how to handle it, it starts to strip away our confidence. As I said a few minutes ago, it makes us second guess ourselves. And when we start second guessing ourselves and our confidence drops, then we're not most likely to be the person sitting at the head of the table. We're not gonna be that person that raises our hand and say, yeah, I'd like, I'd like to lead that project. We're not gonna be that person that goes and introduces ourselves to um, key stakeholder in an organization in order to build a relationship because we don't, because of the gaslighting that's taken place, we think we're not quite ready, we're not quite there. 
when it has zero place, it means absolutely nothing. It has no validity to it at all. But when you're in the midst of experiencing it, it makes you wonder. It makes you look around. It makes you compare yourself to others and then say, oh, now I get it. Because clearly what they said is true. Maybe I am the angry Black woman. I need to work on that. Maybe my feelings in certain situations aren't really justified. Maybe I am overreacting. Maybe I'm not as good as I think I am in my work product. Uh, maybe I'm over, you know, super sensitive. I need to just loosen up and let it go. You know, just because certain people say certain things shouldn't be so uptight, sensitive about it. Yes, you should be sensitive about it. Know your emotion is properly placed because the situation in which it made you angry or in which you thought was improper was improper and anybody else in the same situation would have been angry, would have thought the same thing. And oh, by the way, the work that you do is good. Now, am I saying we all are perfect? No, we, we might make a mistake here or there, but somebody that constantly reports out that you are wrong, you know, like I know, and if you don't know, I'm telling you, ignore it. They're wrong. They're wrong. So you're saying, okay, Linda, I hear you. Okay, so what do I do? I'm in, this is in the workplace. I'm experiencing this. I'm, what do I do? I'm going to give you an example of what I did with both of the situations that I, that I told you about. So the individual that kept telling me every month, and I'm going to tell you, this person was bold with their gaslighting. They would send me Teams messages. They would, you know, send me emails. If I'm on Zoom, you know, we're all on Zoom. And then, so, you know, he's going to call me out. So you know what I did? I took advantage of an email he sent one time, right? And I responded to others on his team, proved, copied the person in corporate that's responsible for the report, asked for their assistance in explaining what was being questioned. Beautiful. She replies and says, no, Linda, you're absolutely correct. First of all, those reports are fueled by this particular group. We get their data on a certain date and then we publish what you use in your report. She said, and it's absolutely up to date and it's correct. And oh, by the way, the timing that they say they want and they're telling you you're wrong and your timing absolutely won't happen because we have a certain rules that we have to abide by of when that information gets published. And you know, after he saw that email, you know what happened? I got a different team's message. My phone, cell phone started blowing up. And here's one of the actions I recommend to you. Don't confront them. I ignored the phone calls. I didn't respond to his team messages. I kept it moving. But he was clearly called out. He realized he was wrong. And I chose, and here's another step in dealing with it. I chose self-care by not talking to him, not confronting him, walking in my authentic self, knowing what I was doing was correct. And now here's the evidence to prove it. The other example I gave you where the individual was very disrespectful, 
uh, in, in more than one meetings, what was interesting is that people would send me messages, hey, he's just that way, blah, blah, blah. No, you don't dismiss that kind of behavior. And yet been that way for quite some time, unnecessarily, had never done anything to him, didn't really know him well. Um, so he continued to do this. In one meeting in particular, he interrupted me. I decided to tell him, look, I'm going to finish my point. When I'm finishing my point, then you can speak. And in that meeting, I was consistently direct, handled him immediately, shut him down immediately, did not let him continue. He felt it. He did it again in a different meeting. I had that same approach. He felt it. Then I noticed he came to my office one day some time ago, and I'm trying to remember uh, if there were anything that transpired, I don't think so, because he came to my office one day and said, you know, Linda, I'd like to talk to you. And I said, no, I think going forward, um, you know, Joe on my team is handling that aspect that you're working on. So you work directly with him. There's no need for you and I to engage. And I said, so have a good day. Clearly sent a message. I'm done dealing with you. I'm done allowing you in my space. I did it professionally. Work still gets done because he would work with my another team member of mine and kept it moving. Again, kept it moving. Self-care, minimized, distance myself from him. Still got the work done. No more issue with that gaslighter. Not everybody is comfortable, believe me, years and years and years ago, when I was just getting into the workplace, I, I know back then I was gaslit so much, I probably can't even remember. There was no way I would have handled it that way. I would have shrunk. I would have second guessed myself. I would have done all the things that end up, you know, really hurting ourselves. And I probably did early in my career. Back then it wasn't called, didn't have this name, gas gaslighting back in the day for me in the early part of my career, but I'm sure I did. But what it takes is working on yourself, knowing yourself, building your emotional intelligence, building your self-confidence, making sure you're fully aware of the situation. It also helps. You guys hear me talk about this all the time. It helps to have that village. Because when I was going through those things that I gave you examples of, I had a network of people I could rely on. So even in those, sometimes in those meetings, when the individual was acting disrespectful and doing what he was doing, gaslighting me, there would be other individuals courageous enough to step in or to comment and do it in a way that didn't call him out because I could tell they didn't want to deal with them, but it shut him down so that we could move forward. So it's so important to build relationships and have network, have your uh, village, we could say, also have your accountability partners that can help you whenever you need to bounce ideas off. Because this is not something, dealing with gaslighting in the workplaces, black and brown women, we can't do this alone. And when you're not alone, that's how your confidence builds. Now, I'm going to be frank with you. One of the ways in dealing with it is determining if you're truly in a toxic environment and it is time to move on. I'm just going to be straight up and real. There are certain situations, certain environments. I've had some clients in those environments and it have gotten
point where bottom line knew that they knew, we knew that they knew that it was time to move on. Time to move on. Because that kind of treatment, no one needs to deal with. And when it's at a level of toxicity and it's causing you to burn out, you're not sleeping well, you're starting to notice that your health is going down. Because I'm telling you guys, gaslight, you know, we hear it a lot and it starts to get watered down, but it is not minuscule. Don't dismiss it as it being minuscule because it can have a very heavy emotional, mental, and then physical effect on you. That's why it's so important to identify it, know what it is, decide if you have built your confidence up and you have your network and you know that you can deal with it than the examples that I gave understanding how you don't want to directly confront that gaslighter because that usually doesn't go well. But if you handle it in the situations that I did, using the mechanisms that I did, and oh, by the way, keep in mind when I did that email and the first example that I gave you about the person complaining about my reports, that was documentation. If I ever needed it in the future. If I ever needed it in the future, which I didn't. Thank goodness, but it was there if I needed it. But there, this is a serious situation of which I don't want anybody to think that, okay, I'm going to take all of what Linda's talking about. This is very toxic though, but I'm going to hang in there. No, if you have to move on, then you move on. I want to make sure that you can call a thing a thing and then know how to deal with it that protects yourself keeps your care, keeps you safe, psychologically safe, and continually to perform in your excellence that you know that you have. I've done it. I know it's possible to do. This is why as I opened up for those of you who may be just meeting me, this is why I talk about subjects like this, because it's so critically important to bring it to the forefront, to really share living proof of what's possible through some of the many challenges that we as black and brown women have in the workplace. It is very possible, very possible to have successful careers as we desire, as we deserve. And one of the ways is identifying a gas liar, identifying what gaslighting is, and then putting in your action steps to mitigate its impact. And in most cases, to eliminate the impact. Look, if you've got any concerns, you've listened to some of this and and you're still not sure, you wanna step through maybe what you're experiencing right now, I would love to talk to you. You can send me a DM in Instagram. You can send me a message on YouTube. If you're in LinkedIn and we're connected or you're not connected, send me a message. Let's get connected in LinkedIn. Facebook message me. I'd love to help you step through this first help you really understand the situation you're in and then to give you some examples of how you can deal with it so that it comes out for your benefit in the end, which is what this is all about, okay? So until next time, everyone, gaslighting's real, call a thing a thing, and then take care of yourself first as you eliminate, eradicate the microaggression the evilness, the unnecessary manipulation, 
and the stealing of your power. Because queens, you are all powerful. Know that and walk in that. Until next time. If you found this podcast empowering and are ready to master the skill that can take you anywhere, get my free guide, Workplace Confidence, in the resources section of this episode.